reading this morning is from John chapter 16, reading from verse 5 to 16 from the NIV. But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. The story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation communicates God's desire for us to live in intimacy with him. If ever anyone asks you what the Bible is about, you can tell them that. God reaching out to people. His first concern is to draw us close. But we know that all kind of went pear-shaped in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. In some way, humans have been hiding from God ever since. And the story of the Bible is a story of a God seeking to draw people close to himself. And friends, that is what we see in the life of Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. After he died, was resurrected just before his ascension, Jesus said to his disciples the following, I will be with you to the very end of the age. So Jesus is present here with us right now. Through his spirit. As Jesus ascends, the spirit will descend. And friends, if you really want to know God's heart, you will pursue communion with his spirit. We started off this new series last week, Ghost Stories, talking about the promise of the paraclete. If you weren't here a short refresher, the word paraclete refers to the Holy Spirit saying He is our help, our comforter, our counsel, and also our legal advocate, mediating on our behalf as the great high priest in heaven for us before the heavenly throne. And so He intercedes on our behalf. And in the same way Jesus intercedes for us at the Father, the Holy Spirit intercedes and mediates for us here on earth helping us through daily life helping us to do things like pray in the process as well 
And we said, well, if we think of the Holy Spirit and we think of, do we have the Holy Spirit or not? We will rest assured by 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3 that says, No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And today we are thinking of John 16 and the Spirit of Truth. Now I thought long and hard about an appropriate metaphor to describe this action and almost this function of the Holy Spirit. And it came to me Thursday afternoon via a knock on the door. And it was Pete. Pete was such a blessing. He helped me plant a jasmine from his mother's garden to grow up the wood fence at the back of the manse. And we started talking about gardens and as one does on a sunny afternoon. And then we started focusing our chat on lawns, patches of grass, how exciting and how much pleasure and delight they can offer. But also that they come at a cost, time-wise and financially. And I asked Pete if he thought it would be a good idea to aerate the grass at the manse. Anyone ever heard of that word aerate? If you play golf or you've played golf or you know of anyone who plays golf, you know that that happens regularly. For those of you who haven't done it, here's a brief description. Aeration is the process of poking small long holes into the ground to provide soil with good air circulation and it improves the grassroots water and nutrients consumption. Air circulation is very important as it lets stale carbon dioxide out and in turn making room for fresh new oxygen to go in. Lawn aeration also helps break through piled up thatch in high maintenance lawns and reduces lawn compaction, which is the main cause of moss. The spirit of truth, it says in this passage, will convict the world of guilt regarding sin and righteousness and judgment, opening holes in your life, opening holes in your spirit to provide air circulation for the Ruach, the Spirit of God, the Pneuma, the Paraclete, to infiltrate every single fiber of your being. If you've seen an aerated lawn, you'll know how ugly it looks, quite bleak. But there is within that the promise of hope that in a few weeks, it will be free of moss and weeds. And so, friends, it is sometimes with us as well as human beings when we are confronted with the truth. It has the potential to cause a lot of hurt and pain. But the long-term advantages far outweigh the difficulty of confronting the truth in the short term. If you've ever had to address someone for something hurtful they said, something that caused a lot of pain, surely you would be able to relate to that, addressing the issue. We're quite conflict avoidant as human beings. But we know that, unfortunately, the way to reconciliation is often through conflict resolution, speaking truth 
from the heart. Speaking truth. So what is truth? The philosophers have been asking this for many centuries, since the dawn of mankind. What is truth? We see this in the Bible as well. In John 18, Pontius Pilate asks Jesus this question. They're in a conversation before Jesus is handed over to be crucified. And Pilate speaks to Jesus and he says, So, you are the king? And then Jesus answers and he says, I, you are right in saying, I am the king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. And for this, I came into this world to testify to the truth. Everyone on this side of truth listens to me. And then Pilate responds by saying, what is truth? What is truth? When you and I, when we think of truth, we generally think of saying the right words. We think of not telling a lie. This word truth in Hebrew means actually to sustain or to support. It means being firm and solid and reliable. Firm solid and reliable now we have to remember that in john's time he was competing with not only philosophy but mysticism and mythology therefore and this is important the truth according to john meant not telling the truth but living it not necessarily only telling the truth but living the truth. In other words, it meant complying with the will of God. Truth means to comply with the will of God. Not only to tell truth, but to live truth. And the spirit of truth helps us to do that. That spirit that lives, that resides, that dwells inside each of us helps facilitate that process of truth revealing. It has the ability to set us free, the truth. Someone once said to me, yes, the truth will set you free. But often it will first cause some amount of pain and discomfort as you are confronted with the truth. Let me give you an example from the Bible, John 8. We all know the story of the woman caught in adultery, brought before Jesus, saying, what then should we do with this woman, Jesus? And um, Jesus says, let he that is without sin cast the first stone. And he drops down and he starts writing in the soil. And then after everyone has left, Jesus and the woman caught in adultery remain behind. And then Jesus speaks things to her where are these people no they have left and then Jesus frees her on two levels he says they've left so neither do I condemn you freedom from sins damnation neither do I condemn you free from sins damnation and then he says go now and leave your life of sin freedom from sins domination free from 
damnation and free from domination. That is what truth does to us. When we are confronted with the truth of our brokenness and our sinfulness, it has the potential to change the course of our lives. Free from not only damnation, but free for a life of liberation as well. Guiding us in all truth. What does that mean? What does it mean for you being guided by the spirit of truth in all truth? Was that process of truth revealing limited to the era of the disciples and the apostles? Or is it something that you and I, we can envision as part of the church in the context we find ourselves in here in Kirkliston? The spirit of truth will lead us on the path of righteousness. And that path might often be rough and narrow. But the spirit of truth, friends, will help us to walk in confidence. It's maybe good to get a bit down to the concrete. So on the 6th of December, 1865, as an example, the United States determined the process of human slavery to be unbiblical. And for many decades... The Bible was actually interpreted in such a way that would mean we could actually do and live with slavery, oppress and suppress other people, exploit them for the human resources based on biblical grounds. And now we look back retrospectively and we can't believe the church didn't stand up for that sooner. Well, what about this photo? Maybe you've seen this photo. This is was taken on the 16th of June, 1967. And that boy is but 12 years old, shot by the apartheid regime because there was an uprising, a protest to say, we no longer want to be taught and educated in Afrikaans, which is my mother tongue. We want to learn in Bantu and Sasutu and Saswati, and Kosa and Zulu. And the 16th of June to this day is Youth Day in South Africa. Through the years, we as a church have caused a lot of hurt and pain and suffering because we've not allowed truth to seep through sooner than later. We've not allowed to be irrigated and aerated at the rate that we could have. And so apartheid was only, as many of you know, abolished in the early 90s in South Africa. The spirit of truth will guide us and teach us to live as a church, to be relevant in the world today. So he continues this revelation. John, the writer of this book, places firm confidence in the Spirit, continuing the ongoing presence and revelation of Jesus within the Christian community after Jesus returned to God. Listen to this following. The Spirit makes possible a deep understanding of what Jesus means for one's own time without betraying the core truth of Jesus' original revelation. 
And almost that metaphor of wine in wineskins comes to mind. The wine remains the same. The message of the gospel, the liberation, the freedom remains the same. The message of hope. But the packaging, the mold, the way it is communicated needs to change constantly. And we don't need to fear that change because the spirit of truth will guide us in all truth as we all learn to adapt and change. That's what it means to be reformed. That's what it means to be reformed. Such a rich history, this church, Church of Scotland, 1560, the start of the Reformation, John Knox. What if he suppressed the truth he felt in our heart? Would we have been here today? Maybe, maybe not. And so the Spirit continues to reveal more and more. We see this in the Bible as well, friends. If we look at a passage like Acts 10, need I remind you, cloth coming down from heaven, and Peter, for the first time, is said in this vision that he receives different types of animals, hooved animals as well, that Jesus is for all people. Not only the Jews. It started off in Jerusalem for the Jews by the Jews. And then Jesus says through this revelation, from the very start, I've been inclusive. From people of all backgrounds and nationalities, this truth of the gospel is meant for them. The question that we maybe need to leave with today is, are we willing to relearn old truths and to apply it faithfully in our lives? Or maybe we suppress the Spirit. Do we suppress the Spirit? Or do we allow it to blow where it wants and when it wants, like the wind? Are we receptive enough to the Spirit's teaching? Preparing us, friends, for spiritual growth in the same way aerating prepares a lawn for growth. By choosing whether to practice such disciplines, we decide whether we will grow into robust, fruitful disciples. The question we are left with is whether we will listen to the Spirit and be open to newer and deeper understandings of our faith and the implications of Jesus' revelation for us today. And so maybe it's good at this point to pray. And I would like you to close your eyes, and I would like you to pray this in your heart with me. So you don't need to say this out audibly, but maybe just close your eyes, and then you can pray this with me. As we think of the Spirit of Truth, illuminating all the dark corners of our lives and the world. Maybe it's good if we can more regularly pray things like, Spirit of Truth, pray this with me in your heart. Reveal to me areas in my life where I need your aeration, where I need fresh air to cleanse what is stale, where I need to release the excess carbon that's suffocating me. Spirit of truth, show me through a dream or vision where you want me to spend my time 
and energy. Spirit of truth. Where or whom should I love better in this week to come? May you be filled with and be attentive to the moving of the Spirit. May the Spirit of truth reveal Jesus to you in fresh ways. And may you be led by the Spirit of truth in all truth so you can love with the same passion and compassion as Jesus. We pray that you will renew us continuously. We are so in need of you, Lord. And so the most important prayer we can pray is simply help. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, as the comforter and counselor, will you come and restore our hope for the broken world we find ourselves in? For the mourning and the grief and the loneliness we suffer. I pray for you today, whatever you are going through, that the Holy Spirit will minister to you through His truth. And that you will be receptive to His call. Often we think that there's a lot of pressure on our shoulders to make the change. But let us just today allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to reveal to us what we need to hear and know. You are so loved. You who are here and able to hear, you are so loved. Amen. Receive now the blessing of the Lord. May God protect you through your time of sorrow. May the love of Christ, seen in what He did and heard in what He said, fill you with joy and hope. May the Holy Spirit advocate for you, leading you into all truth, lighting the way of faith and strengthening you to follow Jesus so that you will become like a strong young tree, growing deep and bearing much fruit. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and in this week to come. Amen.